Man, today I sat down with Danny Burnham from the Burnham Podcast. It's a pretty good one. Stay tuned and check it out. Welcome to the Powell Perspective. I'm your host, Chris Powell. Today I'm sitting here with Danny Burnham. How's it going, man? What is happening? Um, Danny has the Burnham Perspective or the Burnham Podcast. Burnham Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he has the Burnham Podcast. And it's early. It's all yeah, right. It is kind of early. We're doing this one early in the day. Um, but Burnham Podcast is also the. Are you the creator of Christian Fire Media as well as? Uh, yeah, Fire Christian Media is my thing. It's God's thing that He gave me, but yeah, it's mine. And you created it, you run it, or revamping it? Tell yeah. Tell about that. Well, yeah, we're in a little bit of a transition phase right now. We, uh, I started it in February of 2018. Is that right? Yeah, 2018. And uh, I was going to run it like a news outlet because I was just sick of the way that the media ignores Christianity, you know, by and large. And I don't know if it's malicious or they, they're just not enough hours in a day to cover what they need to cover. Anyway, I, I thought that the church needs some coverage and nobody's going to do it. So I'll do it. As it turns out, there are not enough hours in the day for me to do that either. Because I'm just looking at, you know, my Facebook news feed and I followed every church in Roman Floyd County and like, okay, this church got this going on and that one's got that going on. And I'm calling people and tracking down phone numbers and, hey, what's this ministry about or what time is this start and that start? And uh, but it, it just was wearing me out on top of having a regular day job and, you know, all that. But uh, so we're revamping now and we're going to we're still going to do some of those things, but we're going to include podcasting such as you know, the Pile Perspective and Burnham Podcast, and I've got a couple other ones that we're working on. We're going to run a blog space so you can just kind of, you know, uh, guys that are writing blog can just get things off their chest that don't, aren't necessarily podcasters. Or maybe you do both, you know, whatever. But uh, so that's where we're going. Well, it seems like there's a lot of coverage if it's negative. Oh, yeah, yeah. World, right. Know, a so pastor does something, he gets in trouble. And, yeah. yeah, I think it's great to bring some uh, some insight to the overload of good things that happen you right right about it you know um, like you said it seems like if a pastor uh has an affair or something like that, oh yeah it's front page you hear about yeah. it yeah and you know of course if the catholic church does something like that what happens right i kind of get stoned on every church on the planet right you know? right so i think it's awesome what you're doing there um and like we mentioned you've been doing the uh the burnham podcast which is what really sparked my interest in starting podcast Man, that's awesome <laughs> you know like i had been listening to some big names people made me both listen to right and i kind of liked well like joe rogan i really liked that he seems very willing to sit down with anybody yeah yeah if you're a christian not christian whatever right and then i started listening to yours and it seemed like the same kind of feel but a little more focused towards faith i ripped his formula off yeah like <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie I, I i like the way he does his show so i decided to do it that way and then you know add the christian theme to it and that is what i liked about yours so much and yeah it was what motivated me to try to do mine and put my own little twist on it somehow um so thank you for that 
He's re- you really yeah. guided me along. You're the reason I'm doing this now, bro. Like, anything really push me to do it. Anything good that comes from me is Jesus. That's how <laughs> <what> you know. <laughs> well, I like hearing that too because I like to think the same thing about myself. Yeah, also. yeah. And so I thank you for that. Well, thank you. Um, what led up to you wanting to do a podcast? Because to me, a podcast has been around a long time. Like I think it's even Adam Carolla was like the first. Yeah, uh, like 15 until, years ago or something. Until Joe Rogan came in and pushed. Yeah, around. they've been around forever. Uh, what? I did it in an addition to Fire Christian Media. There needed to be something that people could listen to, you know, and then podcasts are obviously a big thing. But I've always been a writer. That was always my thing. So I'm writing and I'm trying to fill up Fire Christian Media with content. And a lot of times it's easier to hit record and talk for 30 minutes than it is to pound out an article and vice versa. Sometimes it works the other way, too, just based on what you got going on. But I needed to round out the content. So I thought, well, you know, I should start a podcast. And again, it was a God idea. It wasn't mine. But uh, I thought that Joe Rogan had a great formula. So I stole it. And uh, God told me, put put my name on it, which is weird. Because people always ask me, why didn't you call it Jesus this or God that? Well, there's a million of those. And uh, it doesn't say, it's not the Burnham podcast. It's just Burnham podcast because there are a million V's. You start searching the so-and-so podcast, a big yeah. old long line. So that's, that's why it's my name. I get a lot of grief about it, but <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, I get it. And I kind of feel the same way. Like I had started writing my book like two years ago, knocked out one chapter and I'm like, okay, well, I really kind of lost my momentum there. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. the same reason. It's like, I know how to write pretty well, but I feel like, People can listen to you on their way to work. They can't read your book on the way to work. They shouldn't read your book on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, like, I still want to do the book. Yeah. And it'll probably include a lot of the stuff I share on here. Right. I think you need to do a book, too. Let's do a book. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think. I've always thought that, and I have just always put it on the back burner because, you know, life or whatever, but excuses are lies. I got to get to it. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my most favorite parts of your podcast is when you and Drew, is that the brother? Yeah. Drew, yeah. When you and Drew start telling stories about you guys growing up. Yeah. So there was four or five of y'all. Four, four of us. Yeah. It's four Burnham sons. Right. And they're all just like a couple of years apart for the most part. Anyway. Yeah. We're pretty close together. There's a lot of really cool stories there. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, write a book about how y'all used to hurt each other. That would be probably <laughs> <laughs> like Volumes on that. Really entertaining. <laughs> And um, and not only that, but the faith and, and all that, because you're very insightful on that. Mm-hmm. And Thank what you. really brought us together was your uh, your ability to to have sound doctrine and theology and still be open to hearing other ideas. Yeah, yeah. And not dogging on folks. Because me and you, we kind of have different, I, guess, I don't know if you want to call it worship styles, or whatever. we go to different kind of churches. Yeah, yeah. But when we come together... Our, our ideas and our theology and all that, it really it matches really well, a lot more than you would think. Right, right. Somebody coming from the Baptist and then the Charismatic yeah. coming together, yeah. and it kind of molds together pretty well. Which would go to show people there's really not that big a difference right? in between these denominations. We yeah. We talk about that a lot. Right. We were talking about that right before we came on. And, well, let's segue into that. We'll talk about that for a moment. All right. And, I was wanting to talk about pride a little bit. Yeah. Pride in not only worldly culture, but a lot in uh, Christian culture. Right. So what is your thoughts on why is there 9,000 denominations? Pride. Not only that. (laughs) Why is there 
I don't know, a hundred different types of Baptists and Methodists. Yeah, like, you yeah. just have one Baptist church in each town. Right. Got 30. And the same thing goes for Presbyterian, Methodist, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and my, it's fun. I sat down last night and recorded an episode about this particular subject. And what I can't, what it comes down to is pride. You know, I said that I leave my house on Sunday mornings and I drive past, I think, two Baptist churches, a Presbyterian, a Presbyterian church and a Methodist church to get to another Baptist church. And what it amounts to is that's the church that I can live with, that I've settled for, that I agree with the most. Yeah. Because I still don't agree with, you know, 100% of the things that are in the the bylaws and stuff like that. Like I have a little bit of this and that that are just a little bit off, but I can live with most of it. There's other churches that I, you know, they don't quite G-haul with what I've got going on. But, uh, yeah, it's pride. You know, we can't. Somebody said on Facebook the other day that the Baptist church and the Methodist church that are next door to each other won't even have a barbecue together. Yeah. Because they can't get past, you know, whatever their differences are. And, and again, it just comes down to a pride thing. Those two churches need to sit down and say, let's open up the Bible and hammer this out yeah. and become one church. And there, you know, I think even if that happened, even if every church lined up 100% with each other's theology, everybody had the same theology across the board, we would like different types of music. Yeah. So you would still have, you know, different churches or whatever. But, uh, it, yeah, it, it's pride. It's pride. Nobody can swallow their pride because so, somebody's got to admit they're wrong, yeah. right? And uh, you'd have to come together. Maybe both people have to admit they're wrong yeah. and, you know, find middle ground in the Scripture. Yes. Not just agreeing with each other, but yes. agreeing on what the Scripture says. So that's the key part. But it's just people being people. I think that comes up a lot when we talk about this read scripture. That's my big right. that's my big argument. When two people can't agree on something, well let's just open the book. What's the Bible what, say? Yeah. What's it say? It says it's in there. It covers maybe, everything. You know, maybe we're both wrong. Right. Maybe just one of us is wrong. But let's see what God has to say about right. it. Right. And I agree with you. I think pride has a really a big part to do with it. And what you find most people will hop churches, it's usually not even that big of a doctrine thing, really. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, most of the time, from what I've seen, well, I left this church because they think this. And it really isn't something to be debated. It's crazy. Right. It's like they're really not even in the words is what their grandparents talk about. Churches like split, people leave over the color of the carpet. Like, that's a joke we have in the Baptist church. What, what color is the carpet? Oh, I'm leaving. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a real thing. It happens. Well, we know it's supposed to be red. Well, I mean, of course, it's, right? It's, it's, <laughs> I went, I went into one once, it was green. I was like, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. I'm colorblind. I don't care what color <laughs> the carpet is. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I mean, it's really crazy. It's something I really, I feel like needs some attention here. And I think we'd be happy to know from what I hear, that's happening a little less as far as our town goes. Like there yeah. are some churches actually coming together and praying together. Yeah, yeah. Right now in my church, uh, David Harper, the pastor, gets up every Sunday morning and says, hey, we're praying for Western Baptist Church today, or we're praying for Spring, Spring Creek Baptist or Dykes Creek, you know, whatever. But we have like a church of the week that we pray for yeah. as a body. And that that's not what it should be still, but it's better yeah. than nothing. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think the same thing for uh, my pastor, Mike Barone. He goes and does stuff, meets up with other pastors. Yeah, they have a big thing on like Tuesday mornings, right, where they all yeah. get together. And, yeah. And we have some kind of teaching thing going on at Western Baptist. Well, it's at the well, but it's yeah. Western Baptist. Yeah. 
um, something going on there a Saturday. We've already done one. And it's just nice to see that people are starting right. to do that. Right. Um, I'm hoping it's not just taking place in North Georgia. I hope not. Yeah, me too. It's it's very – I keep telling this to people every time I talk about this. I'm like, it's going to be very awkward if we all end up in the same paradise. And we'll point at each other down here. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> because of some kind of a little beef or whatever. You know, I had recently had to make a peace with somebody I used to go to church with. And it's because I got convicted of that. Right. I was like, me and this dude are going after the same thing. We're just doing it in different ways. Yeah, And yeah. somehow this little beef occurred. Right. Know? And eventually I was like, you know what? This is stupid. You know, I read it in scripture. You keep yeah. Giving your sacrifice. or maybe your brother has something against you. You can go make peace with your brother. So I go and, you know, me and him message back and forth and we knock that out. And God's like, that's what humility is supposed to look like. That's it. You know. And that's quit, tough, man. Yeah. Quit being afraid. Yeah. To say, I might have been wrong. Yeah. I might yeah. have thought something a little well, I, wrong. I've never been wrong. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, like, for me, there's been a lot of times I've apologized in certain situations, and then just stepping back and looking, that person still does ridiculous things. Right. <laughs> but then God will remind you, I didn't have you apologize to them for them. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to do what they're going to do. I yeah. had them apologize for you. You, right to get you free from that situation to move on and do what I need you to do, and you can't do that when you have a certain type of baggage. Yeah, you know? and I just think people need to be reaching out to each other more. I think people need to start treating each other as brothers and sisters more. Yeah. It's not a what is it, mobile oil versus Conoco? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. It's supposed to be businesses, right? It is though, man, and that's that's the problem. You know, I, we, we need to win. We need to have more people in our church than you've got in yours. And our events need to be bigger. And, you know, and youth ministry is the worst. They're awful. They, you know, they, yeah. let's play extreme dodgeball and have pizza. And if you get some Jesus on you, like, that's great too. But, you know, it's, it's us versus you. And well, that's ridiculous. And every church wants a monopoly on believers over other churches when it should be. Let's all work together and have a monopoly of people over the world. Right, right. And I'm not banging on all. Some youth pastors are great. And youth ministries are awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. I've worked in youth ministry for a long time. But, but yeah, we need to be on the same page. I don't care. I, we shouldn't care if somebody goes to, you know, first church or third church. Like, as long as they go and the, the doctrine is sound in both places and we can agree on, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe third church is closer to their house than first church, so it's yeah. What if first church was the first one though? And they were they they were there first, so they should get well. I mean, first. obviously, that's the way. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that when I see first Presbyterian, I'm like, well, I saw it. There's another first the town over. Yeah, there's a first yeah. Presbyterian over there too. Yeah. Um, I get, I want to be. I want all churches to be on the same page. Also. Yeah. You were saying something about we're going to do a podcast on yours about, uh, was it Calvin that wanted to get everybody together? It was, it was the, uh, the Calvinist. It was, Calvin was dead. He was gone. And, uh, the, but the, the Calvinist had called a bunch of Arminians, which are opposing viewpoints on what you call soteriology, which is the way in which you get saved. 
And uh, it's called the Senate of Dort. The Senate is the the big meeting where you're going to iron things out, and Dort was the place where it happened. But uh, yeah, they the, the Calvinists called out the Armenians, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to sit down and hammer this." Out. It didn't work. Like yeah. they ended up kicking people out and all kinds of stuff. And but that was the idea on the surface was to get on the same page, but they couldn't do it because people were involved. And we got our meeting place in Rome, Chick Fil A. I mean, they're all hey, you know, <laughs> they're all there at the same time. All they need to do yeah. is start talking to each other. Well, and that's the, the 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 issue is that we get into Baptist versus Methodist, or Pentecostal versus Presbyterian, or whatever, as opposed to being Chris and Danny, yeah, and talking about things. You know, if I come, me and eight of my friends come from a Baptist standpoint, and you and eight of your friends come from a, a Pentecostal standpoint. It becomes a group thing and, and mob mentality. And that's what I was thinking, like a gang. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, a theological gang. But if you and I sit down and talk about things, we can we can come to a common ground. I love the term theological gang, though. That you know, I didn't. Awesome. You, know, I, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know when the Holy Spirit's working on you because you say things that you didn't think of? Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's almost like an out. I didn't think of that. That's, that's a God thing. It's like an out of body I'm, experience I'm almost. Like some kind of dance off with scripture. A theological gang. Yeah. I agree though, man. And I think that that's the problem. The problem is people look at people and instead of seeing people, they see what they don't agree with. The label. Yeah. yeah Christian, label. Republican, you know, what have you. And that's why for so long I've been against these labels. Because I went to Baptist churches forever. Right. And I was like, well, the thing that makes me bad is most is I like fried chicken on Sundays. You gotta find <laughs> out a lot of different people like fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I like fried chicken in any day that ends with a Y. <laughs> yeah. And, but then I started just seeing how these labels tend to um, put some people on guard. Like if you meet somebody and they're like, well, what church do you go to? And you tell them, like, oh, so you're a Baptist. Yeah. And I'm all like, Okay, I go to a Baptist church, but don't put the label on me. Right, right. Some people it, it'll turn them off. Well, yeah. if their uncle was a Baptist and he did whatever, like my story, right, that's what almost turned me off to talking to certain people because of this label. I think we need to look at people and see people. Right, we need to look at people and see. Danny is a child of God. He yeah, is a son yeah. of God. He's my brother in right. God. Instead of, well, here's a guy that thinks you can just sprinkle a baby and get him baptized. Like I don't think that. I, mean, I, don't. <laughs> I, know, I know, you know, it's Not a, a very extreme uh, example right. of differences here. But people refuse to see people. Yeah. Well, if you think being called a Baptist is, uh, will get you ostracized, wait till somebody calls you a Calvinist. <laughs> I've only called you that like 13 I know, years. I know. It's all good. <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of conversation, it comes back to that sometimes. What do you believe? And I have to say, well, I'm a Calvinist. I hate that. I'm not a Calvinist. Like, I don't follow worship John Calvin. Yeah. But, you know, that's what it, in order to, to discuss things, I guess you have to have a starting point. And it always comes back to I'm a Baptist or I'm a Methodist or whatever. But, you know, it doesn't even have to be that. Yeah. It shouldn't be that. I tell people if you have to label me, it's probably Baptocostal. Yeah. 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 And, well, I feel like the Lord told me this like last week, actually, because I listen when I'm in my truck all day. I listen to a lot of stuff. I listen to uh, John MacArthur mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, Paul Washer, which means you're both a big fans of Paul Washer. Yeah, and I listen to a lot of these guys. It doesn't mean I agree with every single thing, right? And 
when I was listening to like MacArthur, there's a lot of really good stuff he has. There's also a lot of stuff I'm like, mm, I disagree with. Uh, know, there's a lot of stuff I disagree yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with him on some points. He, and, and it's funny you mentioned him and Paul Washer together because Paul Washer's reformed. He's a Calvinist. Yeah. Uh, John MacArthur's not. Yeah. But they're both awesome, amazing pastors and preachers that you can get a lot of good things from. And that's what I. I feel like I, that's what I feel like I was getting from Holy Spirit. <clears throat> nobody has it all right. Yeah. Doesn't mean they have it all wrong. Right. If you'll just listen to them. Doesn't mean you have to take every little word they say and make it your own belief. Right. If you listen to them, you'll be able to decipher out what's true and what's just opinion. Because I'm not going to sit here and bag on either one of them. Um, one of more than the other seems like he puts more of his opinion into it than right. the other. Right. And... That's up for other people to decide which one they think that is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as Paul Washer goes, awesome guy. Yeah. I, I haven't. It, it's very rare that I randomly find somebody on the internet that touches me like that. Oh man, that guy. Know? He's awesome. He, he he's pretty great, and he's authentic. Yeah. And he is just real. <clears throat> MacArthur, pretty much same deal. He has a lot of views about certain organizations in this world. I'm not going to go into that right now. It's too early on this podcast to yeah, put on that yeah. list. But uh, I agree with him on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, even in Romans 9, when it's talking about who's appointed to do this and that, and even Pharaoh was used by God. Yeah. You know, and all we ever think about Pharaoh is that he was evil and he had people of Israel enslaved, but he was part of God's plan. Pharaoh was obviously not preaching the gospel, but he was God appointed him to do certain things and he did them, you know? Yeah. So, so the pastor that you disagree with one issue or another on, you know, there's still a lot of things to be learned from that guy because if you only agree, disagree with one or two issues on him, there's a million of them that you do agree with him on. So there's, you know, you can learn from him and you can, you can grow in your faith through that same guy. Yeah. And that will probably kind of let us segue into, maybe we'll talk about this for a minute. Bring it. <laughs> I've had, I have, I'm not talking about politics a whole lot, but I have a lot of, uh, have a lot of reservations about the political world. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of uh, conspiracy type mindset when it comes to a lot <laughs> yeah. of this political type world. But like you're saying, Pharaoh wasn't one of God's chosen people, you know? Right. He wasn't seeking after God, but God used him. Yeah. And I heard a lot of people say the same thing about our current president. And at first, I'm all like, man, that dude's dumb. You know, like, <laughs> I'm as far away from a Republican, I mean, from a Democrat as you can be. Yeah. But I won't take that label as Republican either. Right, right. There I don't agree with too. But I think the Lord had to humble me a little bit. Be like, you know, I can use people even if they're not seeking me because I can yeah. do what I want to. Well, Paul wasn't seeking Saul. Saul wasn't seeking God yeah. when God blinded him on the road to Damascus and made him Paul. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I pray for our officials. I really hope. But we're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I hope the stuff he says about being a believer. I hope it's true. Yeah. Um, I do see God at work in some stuff in the political right. world right now. Um, well, there's a lot for what he is, you know, and and his, some of the things in his character are absolutely indefensible. Some of the things in my character, you know, have been indefensible, but he's a big proponent of religious freedom. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's been an issue here lately. You know, people wanting to 
do this and that with churches and take away certain rights and freedoms and things like that. So he's speaking up for that. Whether he believes the same thing as I do or not, you know, I'll never get to sit down with him face to face and have that conversation. But he's sticking up for my right to believe those things. Yeah, yeah. I I can get on the same page there, too. This will be a really good transition once again. Because I believe, I tell people this all the time, we'll, we'll kind of get out of the politics a little bit, kind of sort of be in there a little bit. But my theory on, it just seems like in today, we have a lot more people that are way more apt to diss yeah. or bash yeah. political leaders. And It's um, fun. <laughs> no respect. That's yeah, my point. Right, that's what it comes respect. back to. Yeah, Because, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, well, when I was born, I don't remember him being president, but like Jimmy Carter. And then after that, it was with Reagan. Yeah. And back then, I remember a little bit of talk about Reagan, and people didn't like him that much. Right. But now looking back, everybody's like, oh, my God, he was one of the best Reagan was awesome, ever. yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we had the first Bush, and people didn't like him too awful much. But he did all right. We had the Clintons. Everybody loved that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had the second Bush. Everybody just liked to make fun of him. Right. But as we moved on to, to current days and with the growth of social media, keyboard gangsters. Right. People are just so eager to jump on there and just verbally tear apart yeah. well, people. You get on Twitter, right, and you can say anything you want, at least one. They may ban you, but you can say it at least once. But there's no fear of you punching me in my face if we're both on Twitter. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'll say whatever I want. What are they going to do? You know, it's, it's it's 160, I guess it's 240 characters now on Twitter. But uh, there's relative anonymity online. Yeah. But it's unlimited access. You know, I can only post 240 characters at a time, but I can post 50 times. Yeah. And just say whatever I want, you yeah. know, and it's... <laughs> People are we didn't we didn't have that voice not long ago when when George W was president yeah you know what twelve sixteen years ago now we didn't have that voice Obama was really our first uh, social media yeah president. right right yeah. and that's kind of where it started you start seeing the the vitriol from people yeah just the unfettered hate I guess that just comes out in you know the the bravery of the internet well I have seen I've seen a meme I've seen it several times. It's like uh, this social media has made people way too comfortable being able to run their mouth without getting punched in it. Yeah. And uh, I agree with that completely. Absolutely. Yeah. So people being comfortable running their mouth without getting punched in it. um, Yeah. Yeah. What what is your view? I don't know how really. What is your view on the social media's impact? On the world in general. It's the best thing ever. And it's the worst thing ever. (laughs) You know, I can, I can get on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, minds.com, whatever, and say, you know, I give a gospel message every single day, videos, uh, articles, stuff to read, whatever. Or I can get on there and I can be the worst person ever. So, again, it comes back to an individual thing. Now, social media turns into group 
think and mob mentality like we talked about so many times, same as anything else, that can be good or bad. You know, when but I don't know. I did I've done episodes about social media before and the good ways that it can be used. It's a great communication tool. And you can get your message out, whatever your message is, you know, ours hopefully if I, more often than not is a gospel message. Yeah. It's sure. a great place to share the gospel. I put something you know, I can put something out and I've got my however many thousand friends or whatever I've got on Facebook. And uh, so it immediately goes out to those people who can share it and they can share it and they can share it and they can share it. And before you know it, 50,000 people have seen what I posted on my Facebook from Rome, Georgia. Twitter is the same way. So it's important that we use that. It's not going anywhere. Oh, sure. You know, one form or another is I think we're stuck with social media now. So we might as well use it. Yeah, because it, it is just such a far-reaching tool, and uh, at the same time, and we talked about this when you were on my show. We there, there's a balance of the flow of information, good versus bad, just like anything else. We need more Christian content on social media, on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever, to balance out all this negative stuff that's that's coming out these days. The people that aren't that know they aren't going to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we got to use it. It's important. It's a big deal. That's what Phil Robertson said on his, too. Of course, um, Mr. Robertson don't own a smartphone or nothing. His son's right. run, run all his stuff for him. Yeah. But he said that was the only reason he was willing to participate in their podcast. He's yeah. like, there's too much garbage out there. If we can get the gospel message out there and this is just another platform to do that, then let's do that. Yeah. Because we're not doing the show no more and right. all that. That's why the, the pile perspective is just as important as Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, you know, I as mean, far it's not going to get as many hits, but well, not yet, we're not yet. A little better content out there. Yeah, yeah, but we gotta we gotta find that balance, and we have the tools. Today. This isn't it is not costing us a dime to sit out here and do this today. It's not, and everything I talk about, I think about every day. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's where all this content comes from that me and you both have, right? Because when you're at work. And you have a few minutes to not think about what you have to do at work. You're right. Thinking, well, this is what's going on in the world. People need to talk about this. More. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, I've got a $30 set of microphones. That's what it costs me to put on my podcast. Yeah. So like if you have to save up some money and buy you a set of microphones or just talking, you can do it into your phone these days. You, you don't do need microphones. Yeah. So it, the resources are there and there's no reason if you've got something to say, say it. Yeah, that's what somebody's asking me the other day. Well, man, don't you have to have a, this, that, and the other software? Got it? I'm like, dude, I'm using a free site. Plug and play USB mics. USB mics. <laughs> I bought off Amazon too for yeah, $27. Yeah. And all I've got in this so far is at $27 and several hours of time. Right. That I use thinking about these things anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You would spend the same time thinking about this stuff yeah. or talking to somebody about it. You might as well record it and get it out there. And maybe we can use the next few moments before we wrap it up to to talk about that because we've talked about how pride keeps churches apart mm -hmm. we've talked about impact of social media and i agree with everything you say because i feel like there does need a balance there i think that balance not only comes you know not only do we need to be putting more positive positive stuff out there to uh, counteract all the negative stuff you also need to balance what's coming in like what right. you take in especially as christians that's that's what I did too. Because when I first started listening to podcasts, I was listening to Joe Rogan a lot. Right. And I'm not gonna bash Joe Rogan, but it's not Christian content. Right. And it's right. a lot of really far out stuff. 
Some stuff I actually dig. Some stuff I'm like, mm, that's a little too far out there. Right. But then I just got really convicted about, okay, you're a Christian. You belong to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to study that more right. than all this other stuff. And I could go on and on about that because you got Christians that don't ever get in the Word. Well, there's a lot to read. There's right. about 48,000 different audio Bibles you can download. Exactly. Listen to that instead of Def Leppard on your way to work. <laughs> I like Def Leppard, but still, yeah. yeah. Drummer's got one arm. They're yeah. awesome. So I would like to use this time to encourage people. Um, a lot by like your podcast. You're on what fifty eight now? Fifty just did. I recorded fifty five last night. As of now, it's not out yet. But yeah. So you're at fifty five podcasts. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? A year? Uh, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. Yeah. Um, you get a, you get a good bit of feedback from locally because you obviously know a lot of people locally that listen right. to it. But I know on your site you can tell people are listening to you from on the other side of the planet. Right. You get the metrics on the the website that we're using. It's anchor.fm. It's super easy. And you've had people listen to you like... Oh, uh, I'm, I've been 50 states now. I'm in like, I don't know, 19 countries. Somebody listens to me in China, which just blows my mind because yes. you can't get Christian content in China, you know, for the most part. I just heard something the other day we're getting more strict. Yeah, Christian yeah they're clamping there. it down over there. But it just that's awesome that I can sit in my living room or you know wherever I record in Rome, Georgia, and somebody in uh, India can hear me. You know, and that's, that's that's just wild to me. And that is how I want to motivate people that might be listening now, because and me and Rachel talked about this. I think everybody has something to offer, some kind of art. You should as a Christian. Yeah, you have some kind of art in you, some kind of creative. There's some kind of creative bug in you, somewhere. right? Yeah. yeah. Rachel's job is to pull it out of people. If you need to help, you've heard this that episode, you know where to go. If you need to be guided on how to start this thing, the only reason this thing is a thing is because this <laughs> dude right here kind of guided me along the way when I had questions. So if you need to reach out to Danny, it's... Uh, I am uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, minds.com. I am at Danny J. Burnham. Uh, you can also email me at uh, firechristianmedia at gmail.com and there I mean he, he, he he's a writer um, he's uh, with that is also a reader yeah got <laughs> so be. if you, you need a little coaching on something you want to write or something like absolutely. that absolutely also reach out to him there uh, not, not only the podcast and stuff like that um, you're on Instagram too is that Danny J. Burnham at Danny J. Burnham on any social media I'm not on Snapchat I don't get Snapchat but. I think I'm about to give that up because I'm 40 almost <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting too old for the Snapchat. I had it once upon a time, and it just wasn't. It irritates me. Yeah, it was even too short, like for my attention span. It's, yeah, it kind of yeah. irritates me a lot. What irritates me the most about it is when people go to a concert and they and they're, oh, they're Snapchatting the whole entire concert. Yeah, like, like eight seconds at a time or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, you paid how much money for the tickets? <laughs> yeah. Watching through your phone, I'm seeing it the same way you're seeing right, it. Right, right. I yeah. didn't even buy the tickets. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Reach out. I'll answer or try my best to answer whatever questions you got. Awesome. Awesome. And we've bounced around a lot. I still feel like uh, interesting stuff went down. Yeah, I think so. I think this is probably more along the lines of how our conversations usually go when usually, the mic yeah. isn't recording. Right. <laughs> and this is, that's the first time I've been on somebody else's podcast. That's kind of cool. Well, it'll happen more. I oh, plan yeah, on having yeah. you on a lot more. Yeah, let's do it all the time. It'll be um, fun. 
yes, this is this is the kind of conversations people need to be sitting down and having. They need to be open to listen to other people. Um, it's okay if you're not right about everything. If you have conversations with people, you'll find out some of the things about your own theology or doctrine you might need to tweak a little bit. Right. Always tweak it off of the word, not opinion. Boom. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys have a really great weekend. Um, we're going to sign off right now. Um, have a good one. God bless. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming over so early on a Saturday. Anytime. All right, you guys have a good one. We're out.